Welcome to the Evolving Spiritual Practice Podcast. My name is Ralph Cree. This is brought to you in association with bodyheartmindspirit.co.uk. In this episode, I talk to Elizabeth Diebold about um, her work called Emergent Dialogue. I'll just read a little bit about her bio. Um, she's uh, best described as a gender futurist. Uh, she's a leading authority on gender development and author of the best-selling Mother-Daughter Revolution. For the past four decades, she's worked on the front lines of gender and cultural evolution as activist, researcher, journalist, spiritual explorer, and transformative educator. Her lifelong pursuit of freedom, creativity, and equality between the sexes has taken her from door to door. Activism for the US, equal rights amendment to groundbreaking research on gender development at Harvard University, to cutting edge cultural and spiritual investigation at Evolve magazine. Elizabeth has been sought out as an expert on gender and the evolution of culture by major media outlets in the US and abroad and has lectured in the US, Canada, Australia and Europe. Her work has appeared in academic publications, popular media and international anthologies, as well as in the now defunct quarterly magazine Enlightened Next, where she was senior editor for nearly a decade. She's made multiple appearances on Oprah, Good Morning America and NPR, and was featured in a major lifetime documentary on girls development. So it was a great pleasure for me to have a conversation with Elizabeth um, and I hope you enjoy it too. Uh, so Elizabeth Diebold, uh, welcome to the Evolving Spiritual Practice podcast. It's a, it's a great honor to thank, meet you. Thank you so much, Ralph. It's an honor to be here. Right. I'm, I, the, the topic of evolving spirituality is a very exciting one. Yeah, and uh, in part inspired by your work, uh, I must say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I it came. So I came across your work um, originally through this organisation that you're part of uh, called Enlighten Next, and mm -hmm. I came across your this in about in about two thousand and seven, and. Um, so Enlightened Next, um, just for those listening, was a, it was an organization um, of spiritual practitioners based around uh, the, the central figure of this um, American guru called Andrew Cohen. Um, and uh, Andrew Cohen, controversial figure, um, and uh, we're not really, this conversation not really about exploring Andrew Cohen uh, in particular. Um, but I want we want your, the work you do, you know, has that as its roots. Um, That's and right. the there, there are three main things which uh, I think Enlighten Next made as very valuable contributions to um, our culture and particularly in terms of spiritual culture and spiritual practice. Um, one of them was had this amazing magazine called What is Enlightenment, and then later mm. called Enlighten X magazine. And I, mm -hmm. I actually bought Club Together with a couple of friends, and we bought the entire back catalogue of those magazines a few years ago. And um, it was very, very highly regarded around the world, um, you know, in, in the context of spiritual communities and, and people. And then also not just spiritual people, it was um it, it reached right down into culture and politics and history it was you know very very broad 
and, a, and a fascinating magazine. And I understand you were the senior editor of that magazine for 10 years. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you, yes. you, you also, you have a magazine that you run nowadays called Emerge. Yeah. No, it's called Evolve. Evolve. That's it. Sorry. Okay, there's Emerge and Evolving is, is all getting blended in my mind. So you have a magazine yeah, called that, Evolve. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you see the Evolve magazine as a kind of continuation of the Enlightened Next magazine? Well, actually, it's, it's, it's really interesting, Ralph. Um, in Germany, uh, Enlightened Next magazine and the original magazine, What is Enlightenment? were published and translated and 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 kind of uh, added to for a German audience. So it was published in German also. Right. Yeah. And and when when uh, when Enlightened X magazine closed or folded, and I can't remember when that was, uh, 2012, 2011, something like that. Um, uh, the 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 group in in Germany said we're not we this is too valuable we're gonna we're gonna find a way to continue having a magazine yeah. um, that deals with these issues and they created a, an interim magazine a magazine for a few years called uh, Enlightened X Impulse in German and then through the generous uh, donation of uh, uh, of someone in Germany, uh, Evolve Magazine was was born, and Evolve Magazine is in many ways definitely a, a continuation of the work from what is Enlightenment and Enlightened X magazines. But uh, but I think it, it's it's even more related to culture, and not to how what what is the relationship between consciousness and culture where how does our spiritual practice how does how do we transform through spiritual practice and what implications does that have for creating a different culture and i think those those topics we, we deal with the things that are very timely like ai um where where we've we've touched on cryptocurrency where you know we we just finished in uh uh, an issue on the um, uh, the inner development goals. We've talked about the myth of the market, and you know, I mean, but all from a consciousness perspective. And I, I think it's so. In some ways, it's more the magazine I would have created my. You know, I would have wanted to to have Enlightened Next magazine be, yeah. um, but. Uh, it, it, it feels like it's right for th this this time that it's much more explicitly about about the transformation of consciousness and culture yeah and i i watched um a youtube video of you interviewing jordan hall um for yes yeah so yeah um you know people listening might know jordan hall you know he's an example of someone who um is you know, not so much necessarily a spiritual practitioner, but someone who's very much involved in Web 3.0, as they call it, you know, the next manifestation of the, of the, the internet and this kind of sense-making community, which is emerging at the moment, mm -hmm. which are trying to, 
it's all it, it's very interesting there's all these people coming at this from different angles to right. co-create the sort of new forms of uh culture um and and and, and the, the web 3.0 and the stuff that jordan hall talks about is the kind of external manifestation of the changes in our collective consciousness um so to speak and mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's a very broad um omnidirectional look at what is emerging um as far as i can i can tell yeah yeah and 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 i think what we're what we're trying to to do we're looking at the consciousness component of that but i think also all these folks who are like jordan hall or john vervecki or um zach stein um who else thomas bjorkman they all recognize that the consciousness dimension of this is is as important and is a a fundamental issue around the fact that our collective sense making as a culture in the west is collapsing and that 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 understanding um an understanding consciousness having having access to sacredness to the the inherently meaningful is essential for the foundation of of any uh continuing and and alive human culture and so there a lot of them are dealing with very technological things or very abstract complex system oriented uh um aspects of this but but each of them has a, a depth of practice or a depth of of understanding how important the the you could call it spiritual dimension or dimension of the sacred is in creating any next next way of understanding what what where we're going as human beings yeah. and also i wanted to mention that the the interview that that you that you saw of me interviewing jordan for evolve magazine um that that kind of material what we're planning to do now is to make all of the the original english material that we have from the magazine which is substantial available through our new website um so that's something that that's a a little plug for for that and also that your audience knows that they can access some of this this information or a good bit of this information um fairly soon yeah cool and um yeah i can link to that in the show notes um of this uh, or, or what it, what it might be even if you haven't got a link for it what it's called what to look out for great um yeah and and just for anyone listening if you are not on the kind of like spiritually oriented side of things uh someone like john viveki um is an atheist he's a scientist um but he's very much recognizes the importance of what he calls the mythos um you know the sort of non-rational aspects of our consciousness and um uh, you know so it's it's this, it, this conversation is so broad the um it's a broad church you know the the umbrella mm -hmm. contains people of all different persuasions um um mm -hmm. which is which is which is an interesting thing because it's new you know you've got people mm. who are say very devout uh religious uh practitioners 
um, working very happily alongside um, atheistic scientists with great mutual respect, both recognizing the importance of consciousness. Um, yeah, and then this is part of the dialogical nature of what it is that 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 we're interested in, that Vervecki is interested in, and and um, that 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 somehow that fundamental to any truly open society is open dialogue. And by that, what I mean is is dialogue that is not ideological dri ideologically driven, that is not uh, simply my enforcing or trying to assert my my opinion over you uh you and yours but but a real honest mutual engagement in finding out together from our different perspectives and how that that transforms the self it creates a a, a more porous and self and it also fundamentally is profoundly if you want to use this term spiritual because openness is is the ground. Openness is 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 depth. Is the absolute. Is the 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 unknown yet. And and that 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 is uh, that as a foundation for culture that enables uh, people to come together in their full uniqueness and diversity. But to be able to engage from that openness in respect is is one thing that we're we're aiming for in the work that we do. Yeah, and I mean we can get into this in a bit, but it, yeah, we're we're living through very interesting times. The last two years, mm -hmm. where there's been, well, I mean you could extend it beyond the last two years. There's been a lot of cancel mm -hmm. culture, um, uh, censorship, or all sorts of things. Um, and open and free dialogue is something that we're we're in danger of losing uh, in in many respects. At, uh, in, in the kind of mainstream, um, what does uh, Jordan Hall call it? The blue church. I don't know. It's this. I don't mm -hmm. sure what the blue, blue church is exactly. But you know, this the kind of the mainstream think there's there's a lot of weird things going on there we may, we may get into that in 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 a, in a bit but so that this we're starting to move into this the second um big thing mm. contribution which i think enlighten next made where you, you were you were working on ways of being together in groups of people that were based around this kind of in, um, open dialogue and a kind of a transpersonal experience in a group. So, you know, one of, one of the things that I remember from the, the work you did at Enlightened Next was you made much of this kind of being and becoming um, thing where you've got um, uh, the, you, you, uh, a lot of you, well, I think probably all of you had a, a very long standing and deep um, practice of meditation. Um, you know, which kind of gives you that sort of classically transpersonal experience of being. But you, um, and I understand that that was a kind of origins of Andrew Cohen's teachings kind of were, were there, but but kind of morphed slowly um, in, into translating that into more into what you might call the world of 
form or together with other people as a rather than a solo practice where you were coming together as a group um, and you've got this word you use called trans-individuation, um, <laughs> which uh, is, a, is, a, is a great word. And I, there's, there's another word which I've come across, which I think meshes with this, which comes from Tim Freak, um, and he, mm. which is univigil. So, mm. um, and I, 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 in my mind, those, those mesh, but um, we, we can unpack what those terms are. So, and you know, this is that you you do um, you have this process. You you kind of carried on that work um, with your um, partner Thomas Steininger uh, that you call emergent dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, the first thing is like um, maybe we could uh, if if you could unpack the term transindividuation um that mm. might be a good place to start um with grappling with this okay word, if that seems and unless there's okay. another place you wanted to start because this is it's in no. it, it's um it's almost this kind of work seems to be almost it's quite difficult to describe um <laughs> in in very tangible ways because it's and i feel this and i may be wrong that you know because you're, tr you're trying to cultivate emergence, you don't necessarily mm -hmm. want to prescribe all the step. You, it's like a, it's not a 12 step program where you do this, you do that, you do that. You want to kind of, because you're dealing with complexity, you, you want to have the, sort of the, the smallest intervention uh, to enable this thing to happen. Um, so, I don't, in a way that's kind of how i see it as that you know there's not the kind of this this the 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 10 steps to doing this so so to speak the 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 cooking the ingredients so or the the menu um does that make mm. any sense uh, that was a bit of a yeah yeah sure it does it, yeah it, it it does and actually you're you they're they're like four or five things that you've said that 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 uh bear responding to. I want to ask a question first. You said there were three things from Enlightened Next and, and that was the first two. Okay. Do you want to mention the third? Yeah. Or do you yeah. want to go into where we are now? Or well, I mentioned the third because you know this is this is connected with um the emergent dialogue work. And and that was mm. um this recognition that and this is to do with the being and becoming. No, be, the being being that kind of uh, more classical mode of uh, being type meditation, you know, the ground of being um, that people would be familiar with. But the other thing that you were doing in Enlightened Next, which was very interesting and exciting and inspired people around the world, um, was this, the evolution, what we, you were calling it Enlightened Next, the evolutionary impulse. Um, so this mm -hmm. is the kind of transpersonal, um, I mean, you, there's, a, there's a kind of parallel with Shakti from the non-dual um, Tantra tradition, but um, the, the, that Tantric tradition arose at a, at a period of history where evolution wasn't really uh, such a powerful concept as it is, as it is now. Mm -hmm. And the, so it's kind of, 
you know this this uh, the, the the impersonal force of creativity in the universe and actually mm-hmm. naming that making it explicit and actually feeling that as the motivating force of your own life as an individual and and the motivating force of all living systems um and, mm-hmm. and not not in the sense that we kind of study it classically at school as a kind of like objective science and you're you know looking at how beaks of birds adapt over time and all the measurements not not so much the quantitative side of it but the qualitative side the qualia what does it actually feel like to be an evolving self-organizing system that is a conscious you know what does what's what does it feel to be the consciousness that is evolving um mm-hmm. so you know that was that was the third contribution that i think was really significant from enlightened next um mm-hmm. and you know one of the reasons why i call this podcast evolving spiritual practice because i do believe that spiritual practice is always evolving um i mean we can look at history mm-hmm. to know that but i think exciting new things are happening now and one of the reasons why i started this podcast was very much in the vein of what you're calling uh, emergent dialogue or dialogue, dialogos, what John Viveki calls, where in dialogue with people, we are, you know, anybody who's talking like this is actually fashioning um, cult- culture in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it, I think it's I love it I think it's just uh, it's just so amazing and I and um and there's also yeah so there we go that's that's that was the third aspect and uh, so there there we go that's that's that okay let let me let me see if I can jump off from what what you just said and have been saying and 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 maybe begin somewhere and and start historically yeah um i think that that might be helpful so if we think one of the biggest transitions that happened on uh on in in human development was the birth of the the book religions was what what is what was called by by uh carl jaspers as the axial age. The axial age was was really the beginning of the 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 time when God was was recognized to be within oneself, and that there being a unitary God with with which one wanted to align, which was key to a process of individuation that we are the recipients of thousands of years later. That it, a, a great deal a great deal of spiritual practice and the the birth of of many different forms of spiritual practice from christian prayer to uh buddhist meditation uh to chanting etc were 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 designed to to individuate the consciousness of the individual of of a individual being or, per, or person and that individuation is uh is what has at this point uh reached uh i would say a hyper level of individuation uh that is imperiled by narcissism 
and in its separation from the the whole that that it was once a part of uh, has created a, a great deal of damage on this planet as well as being the ground for hum, hum, human understanding of one's interior process and also of um, our capacity for choice. That un, until you are an individuated human, you, you do not have the capacity to choose freely, which is something that, that it has been in development for the last, uh, I guess, five, 500 years has become something that, that is the talk of philosophers has been really the, 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 the focus point of, of Western culture. Um, that we have gone way too far in that direction, perhaps, or this is as far, we had to come this far in order for a, something different to, uh, to emerge, to, to happen. I, I don't know. It is. And what seems to be uh, happening now is, is a, a profound course correction and uh, transformation and reintegration of, of wholeness and access to wholeness in through the individual choosing self. And that is that in a sense is what trans individuation makes possible, that the recognition of wholeness means that I'm actually not separate from you in a fundamental way, we are distinct. It's a complex uh, non separation. It's not just everything is the same. We're talking about oneness and and everything being equal. We're talking about about a lot of differentiation an enormous amount of differentiation held in a depth held in whole the whole that we are that everything is is part of. And it is the capacity to engage from there from this wholeness that is not separate and and also to bring one's distinct experience into dialogue that is that is what we're exploring as a as as a as an evolving uh, as an evolving practice and as a developmental practice of capacities of humanness that are now being that are being integrated at this point uh, in a new way. So I don't know if that. That, gives us context yeah. enough. No, that does, that does. And that, so this individuation that happened in the Axial Age was a kind of, um, uh, uh, was, was an actual um, a beneficial evolution um, yes. in the history of humanity at the time um, and a necessary yes. one. And lots of amazing innovations happened. And... Um, you know, so they're kind of coming out of this collectivism as, of the tribe. Um, and there, there are significant downsides to, I mean, there, there's lots of positives to the collectivism of, of tribal life, um, but there are also significant downsides. And it was those downsides which kind of propelled humans to create this individuation. Um, mm -hmm. And, but then as, is so often the case with any, with any, with anything in life. It, what you know, things go be go past their sell by date, you know, or, or best, but mm -hmm. no, not sell by date, best before date, you know. So there was a kind of, um, and it, as you say, it's gone gone a bit far. 
and the excesses of individuation we're experiencing now are giving rise to the desire to uh, look for something else. Um, and mm-hmm. and to ju- just for people listening, um, that I think this is what uh, I'm assuming you're saying, um, that we're not talking about going getting rid of individuation and being individuals and going back to um the kind of collectivism of tribal life we're we're um integrating the that collective experience uh you know into our individual into our individuation and creating something a new a synthesis of the two which is different than going backwards in time to life as a tribe absolutely although uh, yeah there might be a lot of similarities and i think people can make that um the mistake of thinking that we're talking about something different which i i think yeah well well what's interesting is is that trans individuation takes a great deal more individuation than just being your uh an individual a developed individual in the west you know a developed individual in the west who is psychologically aware who is aware of one's impact on the environment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that, that high level of, of individuated capacity, um, you need more of that in order to be trans-individuated. You need more of that because you need to be able to be choosing to transcend oneself, choosing to to in some ways, and this is why meditation is so linked to it, to to allow the needs and desires and fears and insecurities of the individual self to kind of be more in the background and allow a different aspect of ourselves that is not mental. Um, this is also where where it's uh, there's there's some flavor of Gebser in here that it's not it's not a mental a mental change it's an embodied whole being change of sensing into that which is beyond my my immediate physical self it's the capacity to be aware of subtle reality the subtle aliveness that actually is is that which is ever present and lives between us and it it that is trans individuation, and it is a much more um, subtle and and uh, 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 higher order discrimination than the discrimination that one makes with one's mental capacity or even with within one's understanding of one's feelings. And also to say to 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 continue with that 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 the way into this this space and the opening of this space between is something that happens not through the mind and people who are mentally oriented and in, 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 uh, highly intelligent tend to want to try to grab it with the mind, but it's not gra- graspable that way. And nor is it really simply available to feeling that if my way of, of being is to try to move into a more emotional relationship or see what it feels like for me 
one can get a little maybe a little further than you can with the mind in this practice but but you uh it it, it that's not it either it's a subtle dimension of of the real that lives between us that is enacted and activated between us and and that is through a different different order of perception that is what i would call subtle perception and it's that that capacity so to distinguish therefore for oneself between one's own mental activity one's own emotional response and this subtle reality which is so really overwritten by powerful thoughts or feelings is 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 a much as as an individual is a much higher capacity for discrimination than your ordinary postmodern or modern person is is has as a capacity which is why it, it takes a lot of training uh, mm-hmm. a lot of 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 curiosity a lot of humility in order to hold this hold this in 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 this this in awareness and and to discriminate in this way it's, it's interesting to to locate that field uh, we might use that word mm-hmm. normally when someone wants to locate something they have to have some kind of guidance towards it and and i suppose that's what happens when you do these emergent dialogue um sessions mm-hmm. um, that you need you need you need help i mean this is this is this is a practice to do with other people and with other people that are experienced in it and something there's kind of education an information flow from a more experienced person to another to, to a student um happens on many many levels that aren't thinking or using concepts mm-hmm. or emotions and mm-hmm. so you know one way so although this is a difficult thing to describe it's, it's not a, because this field doesn't have simple location in the sense that 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 water bottle does i can say that there's a water bottle over there you just walk over mm. to it, put your hand around it and pick it up um sometimes uh to actually be able to perceive what we're talking about you actually need to just do it this with other people mm-hmm. um right. so <laughs> that 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 kind of takes us to um you know you have you have this practice can i can, may oh, i yeah, respond yeah. to what you just said yeah please do so in in some ways you're you're absolutely the habit that we have in the west the western mind's habit of subject object division you know i'm a subject here you are over there you are therefore an object of my of of my awareness um that 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 subject object distinction that is also the root of othering and you are other to me you are not you are not me um which is true um and and also that 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 divides us from nature or being um is uh is part of what this practice is is working to transform and i say transform rather than get rid of 
Hmm. Because we're, we're because it enables us to to recognize there you are in your full Ralphness. There you are as as a a being with integrity yourself, and yet there is this opening between us. There is something that happens that is different when you are alone in your studio and and looking at your screen and setting up and then I appear and and you bring openness to that that encounter you 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 there's something something very subtle opens as we meet each other as we encounter each other and it's that paying very close attention to that that is the is the root of of this work and it doesn't mean either that you get rid of mind or feeling it means you 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 learn how to speak from and to this dimension that that one one's feelings become rewired actually um the the set of emotions that one has and ends up you 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 find that there's there's a different a, a different set of 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 responses that come that come to you naturally and and your mind then becomes used in 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 this field in a way that is that is kind of turbocharged by the the collective intelligence that is emergent from it i just kind of zone zoned i was i was trying you were kind of, it was interesting you were through describing that um I started to sense this field uh, that you're 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 talking mm. about and become very curious right. in it and and get a little bit lost in it. Um, so well, the thing is, you yeah. you you have you have a set of questions, you have a set of things that mm. you want that is out here. That's it. And then we, there's also something that's happening between us. So yeah, that, it's tricky. It. Yeah. No. There we go. Mm. So actually, that that's what I was going to say. Um, that so tra when you say transforming. Um, there's, there's, there's this experience that we're so used to thinking of things as being mutually exclusive. Something is this mm. or it's that. And, you know, one of the reasons mm. why I came across your work and Enlightened Next um, and, and Emergent Dialogue and all these things was I got interested in uh, the integral uh, philosophy and theory of mm. Ken Wilber which is all about mm -hmm. moving beyond the way of thinking of either or, you know, it's this or it's that. And the way they describe it is it's both and. And so quite often, you know, when, and this can happen in meditation training too, you're sort of trained to focus on something to the exclusion of all other things. So, uh, you know, kind of classic meditation practice might be mm. focusing on the, the, the formlessness of your own awareness. Um, so intensely that actually other things th other things like bodily sensations and thinking can actually cease um mm -hmm. or, or you might focus on your breathing for example uh, to the exclusion of of everything else um and that that not all meditation techniques are like that and one of the techniques that i've been practicing for a few years and i particularly love are, are sort of more with the um you might call uh, non-dual tantric meditations where you're actually mm. paying attention to the entire everything at once but that's not mm -hmm. in a kind of 
bland oneness sense you're actually you you you're you can distinguish the different elements but you're you're experiencing it as in one gulp so to speak um so you know you you can actually feel your formlessness as well as the energy moving inside you and and it's and it's it's all one thing and so when we're coming together in the way that you're describing you might notice your thinking you might notice your emotions i might notice the notes that i've prepared for this conversation i will, i might notice the what is sometimes called the we space or this field between you and i um, and i i'm also holding in perspective i can feel the audience in the future listening to this and being part of this you know it's not this this interaction between you and i is not limited to this particular time you know this moment you know it's it's stretched out so there's a lot going on and they're all in play and it's sort of perhaps learning the 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 skill of just being able to kind of feel all of these things in a i don't know in a way that they become coherent might be a, a good word or something like that i mean i don't know is that, yeah. <laughs> that make no, any no, that's sense? great that's great ralph that that's in in the program that we we teach on immersion dialogue we speak about three different different types of kinds of levels of processes of emergence and the first one is the emergence of coherence and the emergence of coherence is 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 di distinction and difference within within unity i mean we talk about i mean that that, that phrase uh, unity and diversity and so forth is very popular but actually the actual experience of one's oneself in in a coherent whole that is highly differentiated is uh and and yet and, and where people are not simply in agreement but yeah. there is there is still a fundamental coherence i mean we we often say uh coherence is not agreement i don't need to agree with you in order to still stay in coherence and and that that is a uh, that is the foundation for um, the emergent work that we're that, that we're doing in dialogue. And I think and you it, can you can see that reflected in all the groups. So um, we we might invoke you know for uh, this this emergent culture. We, we might invoke uh, game B, metamodernism, integral theory, evolutionary spirituality, um, the, the sense-making folks. You know, it's um, that there's, there's a, a lot of different people and groups doing some, there's some overlap between them, mm. um, or it might, some people call it post-postmodern or post-progressive. And, the, if you look at the groups of people, they they uh, are very very different, and they actually disagree on a lot of issues. Um, you know, as I say, you've got you you might have um, you've got Republicans and Democrats and uh, spiritual people, atheists, scientists, um, ecologists, uh, 
um, uh, and it's but that so that that's that everybody recognizes their differences but there's some superordinate goal which mm-hmm. that everybody's so interested in that that the differences although nobody uh, that is so compelling um that that you can have very very strong differences of opinion with somebody uh, but that's not going to impede your ability to actually uh, do this kind of work together because mm-hmm. what you're doing together is so important um, and so salient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it it the, the 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 intention, the shared intention, and 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 also and capacity to to experience coherence, which is again, a subtle perception, but, but having, uh, this deeper shared intention is, uh, is, is part of what, what makes this, this possible and, and also authentic curiosity, because I think in the, in the fields that you're talking about, um, each person knows that knows at some level that their particular thing isn't it. And I don't mean that it's not useful, or couldn't be shouldn't be part of it. But that it's that there's some larger totality that uh, that is needed or something that that requires that we find a way finally to integrate these these apparently polar opinions or positions or approaches. And and that that the 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 need for that um the 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 need for us to develop the capacity for that is uh is more important than than my particularly hanging on to a a a uh, a particular bit of knowledge or or that that i think is partic- uh, is is terrifically important it doesn't mean that that can't come in it means that that i am not I'm not over identified that I'm more identified with finding this solution that is going to come from, from more of us than I am in advocating my own perspective or, or seeing it as the be all and end all. And it's that, that tip is, is what's needed in order to participate in emergent dialogue in a way that allows for something to emerge because if 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 each of us is so identified with our position our discipline of 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 work or the last thing that we read and have an opinion on if that's where we're rooted and 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 defended against then then the coming together and the and the potential creativity that and i think this is a this is a this actually is the next form of emergence that we talk the potential creativity that can come from this kind of 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 serious difference but from a place of of profound curiosity and and uh and and a recognition that we we are all somehow needed that the soup has to be made with all of us in it um that that it's it's not it's not going to be one ideology 
one approach, one discipline that is going to carry the day. It's going to be this integration that 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 is is what it's going to take. And and in that desire for integration, in this in this this context of emergent dialogue, a, a synergetic intelligence starts to arise between us that starts to work with that which we know and to, to and 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 seems to have within it a kind of seeking capacity for integration for bring bridging polarities for uh uh yeah integrating polarities for 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 uh insights that that are not mine but belong to the to the the group that's dialoguing and even larger you could say belongs to the whole yeah it's making me think of um a rainforest and it uh, one of the words that that comes up a lot uh, and i think this is this is very explicit in all of this kind of this gestalt of of culture creation is complexity and and a, and a full-on recognition of complexity as a thing and the self-organizing nature of complexity and that in a rainforest you've got the elephants doing their thing you've got the the, the mushrooms and the um all of the mycelium doing their thing the the low canopy the high canopy the 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 insects the um the reptiles you know and it uh, the water systems and it 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 comes together to make this thing that we can recognize as the rainforest and we the, there's a, there's an ecological uh view, the sensing oneself as an ecological system and sensing every all living systems as this ecological system um you know that kind of metaphor of the rainforest seems to uh mesh mm -hmm. a bit with with what we're talking about versus um uh you know like the the, the one idea might be um we might need we, we've got to grow hemp or something and then you've got fields mm -hmm. of hemp or or soya uh, and um what the the we recognize the specialness of a truly biodiverse ecological mm. region you know we go to a rainforest and we get something we we actually sense something there difficult to put your finger mm. on but you you sense something good true and beautiful about that environment and then you go somewhere that that, that doesn't have that level of complexity um and um you know you can it, it feels slightly off um is that does that correspond um or is it am i shoehorning it into that metaphor no, I think there's something to your metaphor. I think that that uh, um, that the 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 thing is that that the individual mind, uh, no matter how hard it tries, can't hold the complexity that we're in right now. It can't. I mean, it never has been able to. Um, uh, but but the the complexity of of the 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 events that we're in the midst of and what's what's unfolding on in the biosphere what's unfolding in the political sphere what's unfolding in every sphere which is a kind of a, uh, a collapsing of of diversity and and also a, and and then a kind of polarization of 
of opposing forces, you could say, that 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 as an individual you can't hold that whole that whole thing. And and in some ways I, I think this is part of the purpose of the emergence of this capacity of emergent dialogue. That that because part when you're in an emergent dialogue context and you're exploring something that you're you're very uh, interested in as a topic or um, uh, trying to make sense out of out of something together. Often, what happens is that there's a moment there there are are kind of synergetic kind of gestalts or boom moments that where something comes together and everyone knows it. But it's not held in any one person. It's held in 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 the whole. It's it and one one learns it. One learns it, but it's not a mental learning either. One has it as a learning going on from the 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 the, the dialogue context. But it it's it's somehow held in a place that is beyond what our mental structures and capacities can actually uh, configure and and hang on to and so which is which is fascinating um, because it what that the, the level of trust in the process and trust in in being part of a larger organic organic intelligent process that that is finding its own way through us as 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 groups um, is requires us as individuals to to uh, to let go a lot. I mean, this is where meditation comes in, as always in this practice, a, a very very strong important foundation, the ability to let go of one's identification, one's kind of clutching onto one's mental ideas, trying to have them all, grab them all, and be able to uh, allow learning to come through like almost at a cellular way where you can recognize the truth or the or or that which one has come to or that the group has come to but but that it's somehow held in a larger space than one's own mind that takes a lot of trust in the in the in the process of life itself and and makes us uh yeah, it's it's quite paradoxical actually because it's 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 something that one one has as then as a part of the body of of knowledge that one is, and yet it isn't something that is simply three bullet points that I've got in my head. Yeah, that have come from this discussion or this dialogue. And that that um, speaks to the transformation of. Um, the individual um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that oh, I just I just totally lost my thought. Well, so um, so John, uh, there's another thing that I've thought of when you were, when you were talking was John Viveki talks about distributed cognition uh, in the mm -hmm. cognitive science that we actually don't we don't do our best cognition just on as, as an individual that when we're a group mm -hmm. we actually kind of we're like different aspects of a 
processor or something mm. that that between all of us we actually cognize um we do part of our cognition through other people uh, and that cognition is mm -hmm. not necessarily held inside us as individuals um mm. and i and I, I i see that reflected in dialogue so i listen to audiobooks and i listen to podcasts and i always find mm. a podcast i learn much better from a podcast than an audiobook because the podcast a dialogue um you know has that kind of sense of distributed cognition you're witnessing distributed cognition mm. happen between two people and you're almost even though you're a bit passive yourself you're kind of you're you're kind of participating in it too whereas an audiobook is mm. just somebody speaking a monological thing and it doesn't quite have the aliveness of it um yeah, yeah. is that it's interesting yeah. it, it did you want to continue go ahead no no I, maybe that other thing i was thinking of might come back to me okay um the the uh, another thing that that Vervecki talks about is is four is it four e cognitive science and one of the e's is extended cognition that cognition is extended and and meaning that it exists in some ways between us, the culture that we're in, the language that we speak is not something that that you came up with in in your development. You weren't an infant and, and went, hmm, I've got to learn English now. You know, you 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 didn't you didn't develop that yourself. It, it's actually something it's it's actually so miraculous. It's really and it's so taken for granted that we we don't we we, we actually can't even imagine what what really this is that that I am making sounds to you and that you are taking them in and that you you understand what my meaning is it, it's it's extraordinary that's like one aspect of extended cognition my sense is that the work that we're doing with the emergent dialogue is making some of that that the capacity for extended cognition uh transparent or transparent and visible yeah you know uh and, and interestingly with the, that, that it, with the language yeah. a, a human being growing up on their own without interaction with other people doesn't develop language you know it's right you know that that is a way of uh a, 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 a cognitive expansion a way of exploring more aspects of reality um you know can only happen um it, with other people you know because we're so we're so we're such social creatures um mm. that, that we've 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 outsourced part of our cognition right. into, into the social group beca uh, because we found it's more effective um right and the, and and therefore what we are capable of of what is what is possible for us to think is limited by that Mm, yeah, oh God, yeah. You know, the, 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 the language that, yeah. that we, yeah, mm. the language that we speak frames what is possible within our experience. Living in Germany, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, aware of that many because so often it's like, well, there isn't a word like that in English, or or what does that mean? And it's like there isn't an equivalent, but but that's. We have done that, and we've done that in enormously complex ways and in very diverse ways across 
across the planet. And if you speak to somebody who, who understands indigenous language or a particular indigenous language, there are often concepts that we don't, can't even, you know, we can't even sort of really get at all because they're, they're coming from a different ontology, a different, uh, a different sense of, of, of meaning making. Yeah. And, you know, we can extrapolate that into the future and know that humans in the future will be very, very different to us uh, and have a conceptual framework that's foreign to us. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, one of the things I, I loved that, that came out of, uh, I think it was Carter Phipps, but, you know, was something you talked about in the light next was the Flintstones fallacy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, of, of thinking that... Uh, people that live in the distant past uh, were basically like us, but just wearing mm. furs, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's one of my favorite terms. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but it, 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 what, what that means, the, 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 to me, the powerful thing about that is, is that if we look at that through time, the human, human mind uh, and capacities have, have changed. Uh, it means that they can change again. Yeah. I mean, it's like what you were saying about the future, that in the future, the, the frameworks or the ways that, that people experience how they, how they are, what it means to be human will, will probably be a very different set of, of experiences. Um, I think that's an enormously and, hopeful thought and something that's really important okay. for people now to recognize because People look at humans now on mass and say, wow, we're so dysfunctional that they look into the future and imagine us in the future. And they kind of put that together and, and create some dystopian view of where we're heading. But when you actually take seriously uh, the evolution of consciousness into, um, uh, into account, you can imagine a future where people think so differently to the way we do now that um, the, the problems we face now are, uh, are, are not the problems that they're dealing with, you know, because they're, because they're, they're living such a different way. Um, so, mm. you know, science fiction kind of attempts to, mm -hmm. to get into that, that a little bit. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I but I think that that can really help with the the oh uh, this is what I was the thought I was going to say ties into this the, so the transformation of the individual uh, in the way you're saying that trusting the process so mm -hmm. trusting the sort of self organizing of complexity and all of this stuff we're talking about trusting in life the process the future trusting in humans ability to evolve and change in the future and come up with creative solutions to our problems and those sort of things that becoming an individual uh at a certain point you you you've lost your trust in life and the living universe because it's sort of mm -hmm. i have to make this happen myself you know it's it's not mm -hmm. there's no nothing else is making my life happen or nothing else is making ch culture change so if you're just a bunch of individuals trying to make cultural change you're you're not trusting in the process you're trying to do it your, all yourself um yeah th 
Well, this is this is a delicate a delicate point, I think, Ralph, and I think it relates to the evolutionary impulse, or if you want to call it that, I I, I prefer to call it eros. Yeah. But 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 that that if um yeah our our I'm gonna do this I'm gonna fix it you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of the you know I'm gonna save the planet etc. Even beautifully well motivated coming from a place of separation is probably not going to create the result that we need. And, uh, and then what do we do? And what we do in terms of trusting the process doesn't mean uh, that, that then I just put my feet up and say, I'm going to watch, uh, you know, I'm going to watch Netflix then for the next 20 years <laughs> in, in order, you know, cause it's like what, you know, I'll just wait for the process to kind of tell me what I need to do. Um, it means actually being uh, touched by where we are as human beings, by the fact that the that the Western mind has produced all this amazing, amazing, powerful capacities, and we're on the verge of of destroying the biosphere and possibly destroying complex life on this planet. And it's 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 actually being willing to face what is that that enables the process to 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 start to move in oneself it's only through a sincere reckoning with with like wow my life is so embedded in ways of being and thinking and etc that are part of the problem not to be a downer and not to be something that that makes one flagellate oneself and it's like oh i'm guilty i'm bad and there's there's a lot of that that happens, but to to honestly recognize this predicament, and 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 be heartbroken, because it's the broken heart. In if you want to talk about spiritual practice, the open door, the door to to usually to our our deepening, our transformation is often a broken heart. In fact, mm -hmm. I think it almost always is. Either I'm, you know, people are at a point of of desperation. It's like I can't live like this anymore. They're they're brokenhearted. Something often happens uh, to recognize. It's like, wow, I don't have. This is like twelve step programs. Excuse me. <coughs> twelve step programs that say I I admit that I have a problem. I have a problem. I'm living, I'm living out of relationship with life. And it's in that sincerity and in that heartbrokenness that then that then one one can come into contact with uh, one one is willing to put one's own pride and and glory aside for and, and to engage with other human beings and to be sincerely in dialogue and sincerely in conversation and that out of that conversation one one can begin to sense a directionality, a movement, a a an uh, an, a, a, a a light that 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 says this is next. This is what's coming. This is what what you need to be part of, and to work from from there. Who who else is curious? Who else is is dying to know? Um, to what you know what what it is that's possible here. And it's in, it's from that 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 what kicks in is is our is is the process, but one has to submit oneself 
to reality in order to be able to trigger the process that we're in. Yeah. Well, and a broken heart can go one or two ways. You know, you a broken heart can drive you to, um, you know, alcoholism and despair uh, and binge watching Netflix for 20 years. Um, but it, it can do it can do the opposite. You know, it, it can have this erotic um, evolutionary, um, you know, desire to participate and actually, uh, you know, cr- create something beautiful um and you know mend people's hearts mend your own hearts um Mm. and it's a bit of a mysterious process how that happens and in a way you know Mm. it's 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 not always guaranteed which way someone is going to go when their heart is broken and in a way you know you could look at us collectively as humans and say well our hearts are being collectively broken by the dysfunction of so many things um, in our in our lives mm. and world, and it's not always propelling people towards doing great things. No. No, and I think that that's that's because there it, we're lacking a and what you were um, referring to before we're lacking, and in many communities there is no. Uh, higher ordinate goal that we're sharing. There's no story that we're sharing that that gives us access to how how can I move forward? I mean, what we're talking about here is is a new narrative, you could say, um, or is part of a new narrative. And it's, it's at this point only known to a very small fragment of the the our species. Um, and in many, because they're the, the systems that have organized human life have become corrupt and, uh, uh, and are not providing meaning or value, deeper value to people, the, the kind the sense of despair and not knowing what to do is, is, is very, uh, I mean, it's rampant. I mean, opioid addiction, all different forms of addiction, divorce, you know, rupturing of relationship, suicide. I mean, these are these are all signs of of a crisis in meaning. But and that crisis in meaning is is uh, and that's that, that sounds too nice to put on to to say it, it's 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 a, a a crisis of being superfluous in the world of having no purpose. And that's and that is tragic. That is incredibly. Uh, I mean, that that's I think one of the things that that makes a human being uh, drown is 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 feeling completely. It doesn't matter that I'm here. It doesn't matter at all. And that's where I think so many people are, and they have been told that um, also by by different things within the culture, and that's created a real crisis in in the human in the in the collective human psyche yeah and well one of the one of the characteristics that i've noticed with people that are in this kind of uh new cultural co-creative world that that we're talking about is a desire to be generative 
to to actually generate mm-hmm. goodness, truth, and beauty. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and um, so you know that's so let let's say uh, to for people listening. So I, I, like, you know, could you could you talk us through? So let's say you're you're you've got one of your um, emergent dialogue sessions. Uh, do you sometimes call it enlightened dialogue? No, emergent. It's always no. called emergent dialogue. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, and actually, let me speak to that. Can you hold mm, on to your question? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, let me speak to that because I, I think in terms of evolving spiritual practice also and enlightenment or what, um, we, Thomas and I, feel very strongly that what it is that we're exploring here is something that, that needs to be uh, generally available. That it's it's not an esoteric or special practice or something that one does. I mean, that's what think about it. Dialogue. This is what we do. We talk to each other or we don't. But I mean, but we we engage with language and and we we are in relationship through language. We are creating through language that we are language beings. And so emergent dialogue is is like, okay, how do we how do we infuse how do we open up the 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 thing that we do that is just most human which is talk to each other how do we open that up to a different dimension of connectedness and wholeness and and potential therefore um how do we so this is not something that is meant to be in a monastery i mean if you think about Part of the way that that the first axial age created individuated human beings was all those people in hundreds of thousands of people all across Asia through through Europe in monasteries focusing on this 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 you know singular self responsible mea culpa self <laughs> and 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 now it's like this has to be. This has the potential to be something that is that is extraordinary, ordinary. And I mean, maybe you can say that that is, I mean, that's what people often say. Enlightenment is 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 being extraordinarily ordinary, um, meaning that your pride, your, you know, being humble, the, 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 the depth of humility that is the recognition of who one is really in relationship to the to to what we're part of but it's it's uh we've been meditating now in the west for about 50 years you know meditation centering prayer these things have become uh important cultural events uh cultural movements and because we have felt so suffocated in the separate self and and this this is another another movement another you see people engaged in co-working co-living we space um dialogue dialogos it's it's how do we come together and generate how do we come together and make something alive how do we come together and trigger the processes of of intelligence that have made the beings that we are that are far more complex mysterious than than anybody can create in a lab you know how can we tap that and be that that's what this, and, and that is not a, uh, that is, I often don't even like to use the word spiritual 
it's a process of consciousness and everyone has one. And it doesn't mean, I'm not saying that everyone is capable of doing this because actually uh, that, that doesn't, doesn't, is not the case, but we can create spaces that, that hold human beings in their, in, in a deep field and the fundamental quality of that field, which is why people often become so magnetized to this practice is that it is about love and it's not a love that is that that is that is about you and me and some romantic connection it is a love that exists because you are simply because you are this love is and and that is an incredibly powerful foundation for for everyone that it is our birthright and nothing that is our birthright should be uh, only reserved for a few. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said. Well, it's into when I, I think about my own meditation practice, you know, over the years, decades of doing it, it it's, it's, it's just always moving towards the, uh recognition of of exactly what you just said there like um you know the 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 love being just be just through it being existing you know that that Mm. that that Mm. comes into being as love or simultaneous with love or it's, it's 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 you know um and actually feeling that and it's it's quite it's something I find quite difficult to describe because it, it you know, love is such a cliche word, you know, and it's, mm, yep, uh, yep. Uh, and it, you can, it, it's so easy to, because you've heard it so much in your life to miss the significance of it, you know, as if, you know, as if you were perceiving that for the very first time. And I think that's one of the great things about meditation is it refreshes your experience of things like that as if you're experiencing for the first time, like you're in, you've just been magicked in from, from nothing, from nowhere into this moment. What would you feel? That's one of the things you'd feel, you know, you'd recognize as being Mm -hmm. part of the gestalt of who you are. One of the part of the qualia, you know, of, of it. And um, so, you know, it is possible to, to recognize that uh, in individual meditation practice. But so when people come together, so, you're running you're running a workshop or something one of your emergent dialogue workshops you've got like 30 people there you're there with thomas um what is it you know what does it look like i mean what you know how can you share that with someone let's say someone was listening to this conversation they thought i'm my interest is peaked there's this thing elizabeth does uh you know called emergent dialogue you know, I'm interested in exploring it. Like, what could you say more about what an actual session looks like or a practice or a weekend, you know, of, of people? What does it look like from the outside, maybe? What are you doing? Are you just standing in a room talking to each other? You know, I noticed on your, on your website, you, you have, when you do a course in this, you, you kind of break it down into some things like perceiving mm-hmm. the field or radical openness, not knowing and longing, mm-hmm. intuiting wholeness. 
the creative impulse. You know, I know, mm -hmm. I know we've kind of said that there are no bullet point lists of points for this practice, you know, because it is inherently part of this com complex world. It, it, mm -hmm. It's part of complexity and complexity is not about complicated bullet points. It will never mm -hmm. submit, we'll never make complexity yield to our logical linear mind. Uh, but having said that, um, mm -hmm. you know, one can come down from that kind of rarefied place to actually give people some footholds on this rock face, you know, to kind of climb into what. So, yeah. Well, actually, let me say one thing to start with. One of the most effective ways of of uh, getting this work is through transmission. And that that in the transmission of, uh, I mean, what Thomas and I try to do is we try to speak from that which we are, uh, that yeah, that which we are are evoking. We speak we speak from it and to it. We we evoke it in the room, and and that transmission. One needs to start with. An experience. Unfortunately, to say that on here on on this podcast, one needs to start with it with with an experience of 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 the field, as you were calling it, which we call it too, um, the perception of the field. And in order to create, in order to allow this emergence of coherence to to be manifest, so. Uh, that we we have different ways in meditation being part of that uh where for different we're shining a light on the same thing from many different directions now the thing is just as you were saying that the, the, the emergence of this coherence is not without creativity and it's not without uh synergy but but we're folk we we, we try to focus on on this this foundation of coherence which it's interesting. Um, we have there are two. We we find there there are a couple of pitfalls in this in that first opening where people first get a sense of like oh, whoa, there's actually something something that people talk about. I feel trust here. I don't. Where did that come from? I feel trust. I feel love, for sure. Sometimes people just say, I feel so comfortable here. I, one woman, one, uh, one woman said, I feel like I'm in my home. And you're all with me in my home, you know, this, this, this quality of, of belonging of, of, uh, we, we evoke that through as many different, uh, doors in as we can, as we can find. And, because uh, different things will trigger things for different people. Some people go home. I don't <laughs> home is not where I want to be. Um, you know, but but uh, and, and it's also it's also not about what we're trying to do again is evoke. We're trying to evoke something because this is not about getting a certain number of concepts and then you got it and you're and all's good. You have to you have to let go. In order to experience it, you have to let go. You have to be very curious. 
you have to, to recognize that maybe there's something here that you don't really already know. And in that space, in that space with that a curiosity arises, and it's not a mental curiosity, like what's the next step? It's a curiosity that comes from a deeper place in oneself. And that, that is, is saying, wow, I'm, I, I, it, it has warmth to it. It has, uh, it has a, a life force to it, this curiosity. Um, oh, and and the, the, the curiosity you're talking about, um, one could describe it as a transpersonal. It's the curiosity inherent in, the, in life itself, you know? Like, that's right yeah that it's um that's on that's that's a shift for people that it's not you know you yes. can feel your own personal sense of curiosity um mm -hmm. you know uh but there's a kind of curiosity is a fundamental feature of life of reality yeah, yeah. We, we also focus in a similar way on longing that not knowing and longing that when you really let go of everything and we're together, you let go, you, you just let go of your mind. It's going like, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know why is she saying what she said? I don't get it. I don't know. You kind of go like, okay, I'm going to put that aside for the moment. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose my critical perspective, but I'm going to put being preoccupied with that aside for the moment and see if there's something else here that often what opens up is a longing. And that longing is something that often makes people feel very vulnerable, and which is why, why it's also fortunate that there's something that in recognizing the longing that opens up that is that feels trustworthy. But that longing is it carries one. It 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 pulls. It's a pull toward, like like somehow I. I, I I have to, I have to, I have to do something with this. I don't know what, but I, I, I feel, uh, I, I, I just, all my life I've been waiting for something and, and it's something like this. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's that kind of, of, of sense. Both the curiosity and the longing are already part of this eros, this creative impulse, this drive. And at first, once it's like my longing, but part of what we work to do is to realize that, wait a minute, that longing is felt by him, by her. It's what does it, that mean? What does it mean that we all have this pull somehow that is sort of towards the center, but it's like even not that. But what, what is this? And, and that shared movement is the creative impulse, is Eros. And, and following that and saying, what does that want from us, through us? And speaking from that is, is the next part, is, which is uh, the emergence of what we call co-conscious creativity. It's not simply co-creativity, which now is used by everyone to mean like, you know, you've got two kids in a sandbox and they're both making a sandcastle. It's like, great, that's co-creative. It's like, well, okay. But this is, we're co-conscious of this pull. We're co-conscious of something a, 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 something that is trying to make itself aware through us together. 
that is that is a force of life you can put that you can you can name it that way and you can experience it's like whoa this is something that is that is of life itself but it's that experience of it rather than like and, and bringing language to it that, that creates uh, an access to a, 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 a uh, a shared intelligence that 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 wants something from us and then we move from there to the emergence of intersubjective sense making how how together from this this co-intelligence this co-conscious creativity does does a, a a capacity for sense making emerge between us that allows us now to bring in creative friction things that are, are differences of opinion and, and really work it because we're rooted in something deeper. And we're yeah, recognizing. It reminds me of, um, it reminds me of, uh, of, a, of, a, of a couple that have been together for like, you know, really long time, decades. They're so rooted in their love for each other. Um, and, but, and, they're, and they're able to argue and disagree. And, uh, but they're, 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 they know that the kind of foundation is never threatened because that's it's been established. Yeah. Uh, so it gives you that open right. freedom to to have conflict because you're not worried everything's going to collapse. Um, and in a way, you can see that that's absolutely that's what's, that's what's lacking in our culture at large is that kind of trust mm -hmm. in something underlying. We feel that we all right. feel threatened by the conflict that the conflict is tearing us apart. You know, with right. the social dilemma, you know, documentaries like that about social media tearing our democracies apart because we've lost the recognition of what's holding us together, you know, with that, that, that kind of trust. That's why I think it's so powerful that this is emergent now, mm. because at this time of low trust, what you realize is that there is a, a trust that we all have access to that is that is of life itself. And you realize that, that that your being trusts that. Your mind may not, but your being does. And if you can can ground yourself and root yourself in that, it it it, it opens an enormous amount of risk taking, of capacity for risk taking. But I wanted to go back to something. I I started to say this about uh, the this emergence of coherence, mm. that that often people get people who. Uh, Often people find this this dimension of trust, love, wholeness so compelling that they don't want to leave it. And then that can be quite regressive. You know, that can end up being, you know, it's like I want to give up my capacity for choice and I'm, I'm going to let I'm, I'm going to just I just want to bathe in this warmth in this in this space i just want to bathe in this space and the other thing that can happen is that that people who are very action oriented who see in this in this work a potential for like oh wow this could actually turbocharge you know our our capacity to work together they get impatient and go can't we just skip over this stuff can't we just skip over this and to the part where we, we get together and we create not realizing that you have to reset the foundation you have to re we have to reestablish that trust that gives us access to the intelligence that made us and without that we we can't uh we can't create something that is now 
that, that now is, is, has this potential in it. Um, and so we have the, the action-oriented people wanting to charge ahead and the, the people who are often more feeling-oriented and also people who, are, who have a trauma history or cultural history that, where, that, that is traumatic often want to stay in the wholeness and not venture out from there. But uh, we keep trying to encourage encourage both to go to 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 stay stay in the process and allow it allow this process to happen it, when you're speaking of the action oriented people it makes me think i do a fair bit of um work with wood and there's this saying measure twice cut once you know uh -huh. it, it, i think it relates a bit to that you know to uh, to not rush out because so i've done a i've done a little bit of this process that you've been describing years ago ran a few retreats at uh, my house i wasn't running it; i was just hosting it and we had people from enlightenment come down and other group craig hamilton is someone who does work along these lines and people were doing his courses and and um i can recognize all of these dynamics you're saying um uh in in play there so i've 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 had experience of what you're saying definitely and I could, and I, and it's just bringing back memories of feeling that kind of <laughs> polarity between the people that want to just kind of repair in that wholeness, and then the people that are just like, we, yeah, we, we, it's just so urgent to just get on with it, you know, and and, and right. you can even feel that in yourself too. I mean, it's you know, you can yeah. see it in other people, but you you feel these currents inside yourself, and um, um. And yeah. the other thing I wanted to say uh, was that, you know, from my own personal experience of having done these little mini retreats before, that it's an amazing thing to feel that trust between you. You're in a place with people where you know you're not taking advantage of each other. You're not exploiting each other. Um, you're not there to do any of that stuff. Uh, you're, you're there to do something else. And, and that level of trust, you just get you skip over so many of the things that that hobble normal human life you know all the things that trip us up as humans um mm. you, you can kind of skip over that stuff um and get 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 to yeah. this um and that's not to yeah. say to we all know what happens when we disown that those kind of things that that trip us up as humans and and uh you know so there's that happens um but, but yeah yeah so i just i just want to reflect back that of my own personal experience it mm -hmm. is it, it, I, is resonating with what you're saying very much i would say and, and also this uh um there is shadow work in this in this work that is very important and and it the context itself ends up being quite a mirror uh you know to to one finds that in repeated engagement with it that 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 all of one's defenses and uh uh, uh gaps <laughs> uh holes in the self uh all of those become uh, you know become obvious to to particularly to oneself you know, you may be sitting there and not saying anything and you're not saying anything because you've kind of caught yourself in a loop or you're 
you've you've found something uh you're 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 feeling at at an edge and and feel frightened about crossing it you you know all of uh or you're you you start to become concerned with how you're looking to the group or whatever it, it all becomes becomes uh, uh mirrored in 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 the through in this trust you know this 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 ground creates a very powerful mirror of, of everything that is in in the way and uh you know in in engaging in this practice over time over a long time you know that that addressing that together from a place of of again still of non-separation yeah. from a place where one recognizes just as you said these two currents this one that says oh my god we've got to act We've got to act. And the other one says, whoa, finally, I'm at peace. You know, there's wholeness here. I just want to stay here for the rest of my life. You know, that those are those are in us as well as selfishness, you know, greed, insecurity, uh, you know, fear of all kinds of things, uh, aggression, arrogance. All of these are in all of us, too. And to be able to to be together in that field of field of of trust and love and 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 I just often call it non-separation and to, to be able to to go like wow yeah that's who we are that's part of an ongoing heartbreaking process involved mm. in in this but it's yeah. the the heartbreak is 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 within the context of how beautiful this 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 field of non-separation is how precious it is and how how much it is it comes from my not doing anything it is it simply is mm. yeah yeah um and i i think when so you know i i ran this like integral group uh for about 10 years or something and we used to come together and do stuff along these lines and because a lot of us, well, all of us there, you know, it's one of the kind of attributes of people that are interested in this integrating thing is shadow work. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was seeing, <laughs> seeing, you know, I've been seeing a psychotherapist now for 14 years. Um, yeah, and, well. and I, the, 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 the people that we were coming together with were all seeing therapists, so done lots and lots of shadow work. So when I say, you come together and you can you can kind of skip over the stuff that trips up so many normal human interactions i mean that 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 happens best with people that actively do shadow work so you when you come into a, a room full of people and you know that i know that you know that i know that we do shadow work you know and that we all we, we some of the things that to say trip up normal human interactions we know about those things and we kind of you can kind of turn your attention to that uses up less bandwidth of your consciousness, mm. so to speak. And you can, yeah. you can actually concentrate on some other things, you know? Um, so, I mean, I wanted to, to say that because, um, you know, just so someone might be listening to this, they might know uh, about Enlightened Next and Andrew Cohen and the fact that he didn't, he didn't really do sufficient shadow work and blah 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 and you know i don't want people to listen to this and think oh you know we, we're just 
pretending none of that stuff exists but i think when it when it's there uh it can facilitate the magic and i think that's one of the that's one of the um the ways the 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 kind of western tradition of psychology that's one of the gifts it it gives to this kind Mm -hmm. of work this is not just pure eastern Mm -hmm. mysticism type stuff you know no no, you, you, and, and you have to be quite a, I will call it a mature human being to be able to engage. This is not a, this is, while this space is actually very, very healing, this is not a trauma healing space. So that work needs to be done in a different context. And, um, but you have to, to, to be able to let, let go and, uh, allow yourself to to uh to sense into this 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 field this space this living intersubjective space and and keep ongoingly putting aside the pressure of one's ego one's one's uh self-consciousness one's uh you know doubts and so forth until and 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 i say doubts Again, I, I'm going to say it doesn't mean losing oneself critical capacity or critical capacity about what's going on in the group, but but it's not being it's it's not being driven by that, and to to not be driven by those kinds of defensive uh, and to realize first of all that all of our defenses were were learned in contexts where we needed to defend ourselves, and so to to be able to suspend one's defenses and, and in order to find out if this is a trustworthy space is an important part of the process. Um, but, but one, uh, it's best in this work that one has done that, is, is actively engaged in that, uh, that, that kind of work or has the capacity to, 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 uh, hold oneself open in a situation that where one doesn't know. And that, that for many people is, is too much to ask. Um, and, and then there's either just a hanging on to mind and trying to get this mentally or just, uh, I, I'm not doing this, forget it. Um, because it is, it is something that, that, that calls for a great deal of maturity. Yeah. When I, on a, on a personal level, I, I feel very self-conscious about doing this podcast. You know, I've been doing it for about a year now. And um, I, you know, quite often, um, you know, I, I, I like to smoke a bit of cannabis every now and again. And, you know, when I do get a bit, you know, a little bit of paranoia creeps in and I sort of look at myself doing a podcast and I'm like, wow, I'm just, what am I doing? This is just, I, I feel so, I feel like a, an, in, in, you know, imposter syndrome, all of those things. Like, who am mm-hmm. I to be doing this and all of that? <clears throat> but interestingly, the the desire, the longing to do this mm-hmm. is stronger than my paranoia and right. fear. Beautiful. Like, I, yeah. um, I can't, you know, I want to do this so much and i get so much out of it you know like that there's um you know 
there's an actual kind of nutritional there's like some energetic nutrition that mm. i get from doing this uh to, to part no it's not like mm. i don't extract it that that through contributing th through th in this com this big massive conversation that's going on with all the different podcasts and courses and people doing teaching this mm. and all of that that participating in that um and I don't mean it like I go in there just to extract my juice from it and then I go off and, you know, feel all mm -hmm. good. I, it, it's like, uh, you know, so when I was saying that, that it's difficult to point people towards what this thing is, yeah, um, you know, this intersubjective mm -hmm. field, um, but you can recognize the effects of it. So, you know, when, when, I, when I participate in creating this culture, with people like you, mm. um, I can, I, I, I feel so enlivened, you know, and I feel, mm. um, and it's, it's been really interesting for me to do because I've been like a kind of a passive, I spent about 10 years just passively listening to people having conversations, you know, on the mm. internet, loads of it, hundreds, thousands of hours of it. And then at certain mm. points, something turned inside me and I knew that I wanted to um, be part of that process of creating this mm. you know it's mm. like that's beautiful being it's like being in a band playing music or something it's mm. like rather than being in the audience it's like well now I want to get up and, and, and play this music with these people um, mm. and uh, yeah I have yeah so you know it, it had to well, I, it, it's just been very interesting to, to notice that. Mm. And uh, that's that's actually beautiful. That's yeah. that's that's inspiring. Yeah, thanks. And and I think like what you were saying that that vulnerability is an ally, really. And it's it's not like mm. I, I'm not. I don't necessarily want to get to a place in some imaginary future where I never feel embarrassed or shy or vulnerable you know but and i think those things can keep you on track <laughs> i think when you, right. you know um right and and again it's, it's it goes back to this thing of things not being mutually exclusive you know you can be in a group of people mm. doing something really significant and meaningful um and feel small and, and feel open and expanded but at the same time, feel your vulnerability. And it's not like mm -hmm. that you're not, you're not kind of flipping from one to the other. They're just both there, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and. Uh, no, yeah. well, you realize there, there are such different dimensions of ourselves and we've been trained to kind of focus on one, which is focus on the one that is insecure and that is, uh, vulnerable in a certain kind of way, and uh, and and this 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 practice and this work and and what you're what you're saying, this this conversation, this larger dialogue, uh, one can because of the longing and how long the longing is, how how urgent it is, how 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 much as as human beings facing what we're facing one has a has a, a deep response 
that outweighs it, as you were mm-hmm. saying before. And that and outweighs it's, it's, it. And it feels different to that sense of duty, you know, that kind of uh, slightly traditional sense of duty. It, yeah, it it's feels, not that at all. It, yeah, it feels different to that. Yeah. But and it, it's also it's also not uh, not I'm ignoring the fact that I'm insecure. You know, it's it's or feeling insecure. It's it's like in some ways that's part of the territory. <laughs> you know, mm. it's 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 uh, uh, yeah. Well, the, that, the insecurity that's... is one of the facets of the love that we were talking about. Yeah. 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 It. it, it yeah, and it's also reality. It's like we are profoundly insecure creatures. We're profoundly fragile. We're we're making a mess of the of our home. <laughs> um, you know that that we're life right now is is I mean COVID. You can do it on a on all kinds of on a scale from you know. Uh, from COVID and and, and then one's personal circumstances all the way up to the, to the planet uh, that we're the, the, the kinds of insecurity that we're being hit with are, 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 are legion. So it's like, this is in some ways, this is our natural state. And actually Vimal Takar, who's a powerfully enlightened woman uh, spoke about that, like the blessed insecurity that that, that this in this insecurity and fully embracing that is who we are. We're mortal. <laughs> that 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 embrace is is uh, embrace of insecurity is the safest place to be. Mm. I love it. With well, it, this um, you know, we come to the end of our time, and I'm just thinking that like. Because the, you know this is this is right at the the edge of our experience uh, collectively and mm-hmm. also as individuals. Um, right. That we that it's it we as you say you you can you can shine a light on this from many angles, but you can never point to it. Uh, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. like in a very in very simplistic way. So. You know, I hope, my hope is that this conversation that we've had and anyone who listens to it will have been shown the general kind of direction or uh, of this kind of this in, this special intersubjectivity that we've been talking about. We, we've tried, mm. we've, we've looked at it from lots of different angles. And so, yeah, rather than uh, put a pin on a map, and say that's the place to mm. go to we've said you know this is the walk in walk in that direction and y- you know just see for yourself uh, because you you can't yeah. actually just put this into words um yeah. and one of the ways people could do that is to go to one of your workshops mm. uh, well that yeah that that's uh we we're we're offering uh a f- five, six month uh, introductory program uh, that, that we, we will do every year. We, we're gonna do an advanced program uh, this year. We're in the, in the middle of, uh, of, of one right now, but uh, yeah, 
this is this is this is what we do we're also going to be uh in residence in the south of france uh at at one of life itself's um uh locations to life itself is a is a group that creates a co-living co-living co you know de deliberately developmental spaces um hubs for those and we're going to be doing something there in june that will be residential which will be fun be a lot of fun yeah well the south of france in june sounds great not bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> so and and in terms of your websites that people can go to i mean i will link to them in the show notes but sometimes people don't list look at the show notes um okay where where yeah where would people go I, I think the best place to go is the is our in process, but but it's their website that is in development called evolveworld.org. It's evolve-world.org, and there we're integrating uh, the 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 German language work that we've done because we have a, a a deep field of practice in Germany, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and uh, and the international work that we've been doing um, with Emergent Dialogue uh, and other global events. And so we're in the magazine and so forth. We're, we're integrating all of this in one, one website and uh, which we want to be highly interactive and places where people can dialogue and, and engage and, uh, and explore their understanding because they're just to say, this is something that's basic that I didn't say earlier. There, I, I said that we you need to start with an experience of this, and maybe people will, if they look sideways and kind of, uh, you know, while they're listening to this podcast, maybe something will come through. But um, uh, but but then the experience needs to be followed by understanding, and I think we've given a lot of understanding here, which is great. But both these both go together. Uh, we start with experience, and then we bring it to understanding, and then that allows for deeper experience and more understanding, and that's that's part of part of the process too. And, and your your six month course is that like a an online thing with some in person yes. meetups? Uh, right now, because of COVID, it's it's all online. Uh, we're looking to develop uh, a facilitator training that will be. Uh, partially online and 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 then also face to face meetups. Hmm. Well, but right, yeah, but right now, right now with COVID, it's it's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, the the internet actually yields some pretty deep, good results. Uh, you know, I think yes. people have been, I think people have been surprised. Um, yes. Like, no. It, it, there's a that I think this is part of the work that needs to be done and part of the work that you're you're doing Ralph is is consciousness can warm up cold technology and hey, yes and on, and and on on through zoom through phone through different ways that there there is a capacity to transmit and to engage at a deeper level that 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 is felt and that's uh that's exciting you know the technology it, it's sort of like you realize that that uh, um, uh, printing or, or 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 writing was created to create bookkeeping, and then we get Bibles, and then we get sacred texts. We get, you know, this 
this this Zoom is a is a uh, that we're using is is it was a business platform, and now we're using it for uh, trans individuation mm. and yeah. co-conscious creativity. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it certainly is repurposing. Um, wow. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. I mean, I can't, two hours has just whistled by. Okay. Um, Great. But, um, Thanks so much, Ralph. Yeah. Thank you. I made all the music that I use in my podcasts. If you'd like to hear more of my music, please visit SoundCloud and check out my profile, Ralph Crew.